the game is over and you want more. When the news breaks and you want more. When you wake up and you want more. It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion, it's curbside reaction. Your next day post-game podcast and it starts now. Yeah, I just saw it there, and then I saw him. he was down the goalie. Good drive by Rue, and then just try to get it over his pad because I saw he was still down. And I think I tried to pull it in a little bit, I guess, and then just get it over the pad, like I said. Quick play, good win for our group. Great game by Jordan. Obviously, I think we, we did a good job as a group. Obviously, we went down two uh, early there and then came back and bowed back. Thought we played a good team game, so good overall, but obviously, Ruzi led the way for us tonight, and uh, he was a very impressive challenger. Um, I thought our kill was really good, and then obviously, like you said, our power play, our special teams was was really good, so great goal by Sauter there on the power play. Great play by Ruzi, and um, thought after that, we, we had a good good push and kept going and eventually went up 3-2 so I thought that was that was a big part of everything. Our forwards are tracking back really well. I thought that was pretty much the second goal right there. They tracked back, turn over, Ruzi down the other way a goal. So I think that was it. That's been a big part of our game and um, obviously helps us team and stay tight. And it's big. You look at our division, it's a hard division. There's the points are tough to come by and especially division games. So um, there's no no nice off. And obviously where we are, we know that um, we gotta make sure we take care of every game we can. Well, what a game it was for Colton Pareko, who you just heard there, and the St. Louis Blues skated to a 4-3 fun, thrilling, and entertaining overtime win over the Dallas Stars. Now, two of the four games between the Blues and Stars are now in the books. Both games have gone to overtime. The Stars won game one in a shootout. The St. Louis Blues won the second head-to-head matchup last night in overtime on a great goal by Colton Pareko. You just heard from Colton Pareko, who had another monster game. 25 minutes and 18 seconds of ice time. Five shot attempts, two hits, two takeaways, two block shots. And Colton Pareko has been a beast in these first two games with Drew Bannister as head coach. It was a big game for the Blues, a very important one. They're now 2-0 since the coaching change. Yes, this one took overtime, but the Blues have earned four points out of four points. And just from a keeping pace standpoint, the two points earned last night by the Blues, unbelievably important. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber, and welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next day postgame podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. And we've got some great reaction for you from last night's win over the Dallas Stars. As I was mentioning, it was a big and an important win last night because every single team in the Central Division stayed hot. Minnesota won. Winnipeg pounded Colorado 6-2, Nashville won, Arizona won, and the St. Louis Blues needed the two points they picked up because they remain just one point shy of that second wildcard spot. The two wildcard teams right now are Nashville and Arizona, and right now the St. Louis Blues sit just seven points back of first place in the division. Right now the first place team, the Winnipeg Jets, have 38 points, but Dallas has 38 And Colorado has 38. The top three teams in the Central Division all have 38 points. And the St. Louis Blues right now are in sixth place, just seven points out of the division. And by the way, how does this division rank with the other teams? So right now in the Central, positions one through six are separated by seven points. One through seven are separated by 10 points. In the Pacific Division, 18 points separates one through six and 24 points separate one through seven. Go to the Eastern Conference, 11 points separating one through six in the Metropolitan Division and 14 points separating one through seven. And in the Atlantic Division, it's just as big. 13 points separating one through six and 14 points separating one through seven. This Central Division, 
once again remains extremely tight and you feel you've got to win almost every single night or you don't gain any ground. So the Blues beat the Dallas Stars. They moved to within seven points of either first, second, or third place in the Central Division. And let's get you to the fun highlights. Sagan lost it on the near side. Hayes ends up losing his stick as he runs into the linesman. That gives the puck to the Stars. They backhand it in front and score. What a play. And that's an unfortunate scenario in the neutral zone where Hayes got picked off the play by Johnny Murray, the linesman. That created the chance for the Dallas Stars. Back to the Blues end. Scandella on Foxa. And the Stars are going to get it. Bennington ends up going down to his left. And the puck lifted easily by Delandre into an open top half. 2-0 Dallas. 13-13 to go in the first. They get it in the circle. Score! Brandon Saad. Power play goal on a great feed from Kairou. The Blues are on the board. The fans are on their feet. It's 2-1. 7.07 to go in the first period. Now Blues get it. Kairou, partial break. He's in. He shoots. He scores! Jordan Kairou is tied in for the Blues at 2. 1.36 into period number 2. That's a big goal for number 25. Blues in. Torepchenko wipe. Rebound. He scores! Kevin Hayes has put the Blues on top. 3-2 to two from the initial shot off Torepchenko. An area code. 3-1-4 left in the period. And the Blues have gone on top. 3-2. to two. It's the puck out in the Stars. Play it back into the Blues end. And right there to clear it out is Butchnevich. Blues penalty kill right now is just, they're just not working Dallas. Sometimes you think when you have a power play, you can take the foot off the gas a little bit, but if you don't bring your work boots, you're going to get outmatched, and that's what the Blues are doing right now. Blues get it in. Pareko's going to the net. Sundquist there. Pareko drives the goal and has to throw on the brakes in a hurry. We're back at even strength in the penalty kill. Three for three against the league's eighth-ranked power play. Yeah, they're doing a job here tonight, aren't they? They're really frustrating some top players for Dallas. You see Tyler Sagan right after that power play comes back to the bench, slams the stick. Dallas, their only prayer right now is on the odd man rushes, and St. Louis, his numbers back and taking away the middle. He's just Jordan Benton playing as well as he is right now as well. It's been a full effort here. Far side, Haskin in. The Stars score. Tie it up. Good timing, Joe. 3-3 <laughs> the score. 6.51 to go in the third. Oh, man. Three straight drop passes now, and it's Kairou working the puck over the line. Skates it in. Drives the middle. Left there. Blue shoot. They score! Pareko! On a Saturday night in St. Louis. Let's go down to ice level. Blues assistant coach Steve Odden. Man, congratulations, Steve. How did, how did you like your response from your team all night tonight? Hey, you know what? You're, you're right. I thought, you know, the start was a little bit slow. Then we battled right back into that game. Uh, and it kind of started building. Obviously, Dallas had a pretty strong push in that uh, in that third period. But, uh, you know, I thought we weathered the score and we kept going. Steve, we may need you to have to go back to the bench and take care of business really quickly. I'm not sure if they're looking at this goal or not. We can catch up with you in a second. Well, they're looking at it, and Jordan Cairo chops it towards the net. I don't think that's a goal. Steve, you guys came back from a 2-0 deficit, and just just the fact that, the, that this team showed that resiliency is something to build on, correct? 
Uh, yeah, sorry, boys. Oh, I'm kind of checking for outside. Uh, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at this jumbotron, trying to speak to you as well here. So, I, I mean, it, it's close. I can't really tell from my angle. I think it's a good goal, boys. Yeah, I don't know, but that's a good goal. It's a good win, I Steve. I can't tell. You, what do you guys got from Why, up there? Right, it's, a good goal, baby. it's a good goal. Yeah. You got another win. How's that sound? Okay, I like there that. There we go. Hey, Steve! <laughs> congratulations on the win. What'd you like about your team today? All right, yeah. Let's start that interview over for sure. Huh? <laughs> Thanks for holding me on to my edge of my seat, there, boys. That's our job on the radio. <laughs> what did? Uh, but in all seriousness, what, what what was it about your team tonight? That is something that could really start to build. Well, you know what? I think it's a belief in each other. I think uh, I really liked, obviously, Ruzi's response tonight. He, he showed up, and the team's been supporting him extremely well. And, uh, you know, it's great to see him have a, a magnificent game. And, you know, Binner was sharp as well. But, you know, just to continue to, the belief by, with, with using that with everybody. And, and it just kind of continues to build. Steve, a player yourself who has been booed plenty, of course, in your career, and uh, did you say anything to Jordan Cairo about the emotions of what that's like to be on the ice and, and, and part of the drama? Well, it's tough. It's a tough situation. I know he's a, he's a young kid that's you know tries to put his heart and soul out there every single night, and he he's uh, been a tremendous player for us for you know a few years now, and he's continued to build his game. and And uh, for him to have the resiliency. Obviously, I thought he handled the, the media portion extremely well. The team, again, is, is, has his back. Everybody knows uh, what type of kid he has, is. And uh, you know what? To see him bounce back like he did, I'm really proud of him. Steve, thanks for the few moments and the drama as well. We appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, guys. We'll clean All up right. our interviews later on. Yeah, we'll later. Okay, All thanks. right. Thank you, bud. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Staying in the locker room, here's Justin Falk. We didn't have a good start. First 10 minutes, they were kind of all over us, I think. We had one shot through 10 minutes or whatever it was. And then uh, Sauter got us going there with the power play goal. Something we've been looking for, obviously. Uh, it's a good time. That's, those are the times you need the power play to step up and uh, kind of bring some life into the group. And, and that's what it did. And we you know, we got through the through the rest of the second play, or first, playing a good game. And uh, rolled it into the second period and kind of were able to go from there. Power play goal helped. Brought life, life to the group. It was pretty dead there for a bit. That's what you want the power play to do. If, if not score, at least bring some momentum. To the, to the team and, and kind of get you going and, and that's exactly what it did and um, it's practice. PK was good today um, that's a tough tough go obviously most challenges usually go your way otherwise coaches won't be doing it but we, we had to step up there and not give them any more life and, and that's a situation where they could have kind of took over the game and, and put us down a bit but uh, getting that kill was huge too. You know the start is what it was but um, the way we came back and even in the third they got a few chances they got the, the late goal there which uh, we'd like to get back obviously but um, I, I thought we played well uh, the third period we came out we didn't necessarily sit back too much we were still you know at least at the beginning of it we were pretty pretty stingy they weren't getting much much going through the new zone or anything so um, overall I thought uh, the game was pretty good for the group well Drew Bannister is head coach of the St. Louis Blues is now two for two and with the victory last night the St. Louis Blues posted their first come from behind victory went down by two or more goals they hadn't erased a two-goal deficit to even tie the game in any of the first 29 games. In game 30, they erased a 2-0 deficit. They came back to take a 3-2 lead and eventually won the game in overtime 4-3. Here's the head coach of your St. Louis Blues, Drew Bannister. I thought our penalty kill was outstanding, right? You know, we're down 2-0. We get, uh, we get a, a great kill, and we seem to grab some momentum off it. And I, From about the 10-minute on, from uh, on the first period, like we really got going, and then our power play comes up with a real big, big goal, you know, and, and we go into you know the first period. It's we're two one, you know, and we have some momentum going into the second. Certainly, you know, certainly the first, the second parts of uh, the third, the early parts of the third, 
I thought uh, we, we, we were direct. I thought we played with a lot of pace, especially in the second period. Like, uh, obviously, they had played last night, but I, I thought our pace started to wear them down a little bit. Uh, but we, we were direct. Like, we, you know, we weren't, uh, you know, we, I thought we, we, we managed the puck well. Uh, you know, when, when we had opportunities to attack, we, we took those opportunities. Uh, but when we were, you know, running out of time and space, uh, the guys managed the puck well. They made smart decisions. We were able to get on our retrievals. Um, you know, the second period, you know, we had a lot of momentum going there. Um, but, you know, I think just the habits and details were, were better. That's a real good hockey team over there. They're, they're, they're tough to defend. Um, like I said, the specialty teams for me is what stuck out, uh, especially the PK against a power play like that. Uh, but, you know, the power play, it's a big goal. You know, I know it's, it was a two, made it a 2-1 game, but, you know, in, in, in the broader spectrum, it's, it's a big goal for, for, for that group. What did you think about Kyrie's name? I thought he was outstanding. He, he looked like an elite player in the league, and he, he did things the right way. You know, like he was, he was tracking down pucks, uh, stopping on pucks. He was winning wall battles. Offensively, you know, he was dangerous. Every time he touched the puck, he was dangerous. I thought he was outstanding. So the challenge, um, you know, I, 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 I agreed that our guy initially pushed uh, their player in. But before contact, I thought their player got his hands up on Binner and pushed off, which made him turn and he wasn't wasn't able obviously one to make the save but because of that he wasn't square to the puck either so um that was my call um and i guess for me it's a learning experience but i felt you know even <clears throat> even after the fact of the push if he would have just went into our goaltender then you know I, I i wouldn't see reason to challenge but because he got his hands up and he pushed him I felt there was a reason to challenge. I mean, that, that's the first time I've, I've had to do it. Um, we don't have that, that ability at the American Hockey League, so it, it's new to me. Um, but, you know, I, I think we were, we were all in agreement. At the end of the day, it's my call. So it, that, that call goes on me, and it, it could have went bad. But our, our PK came up big. They did a great job. And I think, like I said, we got a lot of momentum out of it, uh, and we were able to get ourselves going. Well, the big storyline of the game has to be the response of the St. Louis Blues coming back from that 2-0 deficit, finding a way to battle back and control some of the emotion and handling the momentum changes of the game. That's exactly where we start with tonight's breakdown with Joe Vitale. Well, you know, that's something that the Blues have not had all year long. For whatever reason, it was a characteristic of this team. That's why that first goal was so valuable. When they allowed that first goal, it typically was, for the most part, always ended up becoming losses. And, and the big part behind that was this team was not good coming from behind. And this is something, the second game under Drew Bannister, you don't fall behind one, you're behind by two. Yep. How would this team respond? We were saying it in the broadcast, it would be interesting here, all of a sudden they lose the coaching challenge. Not only are they down by two, but then they lose a coaching challenge, so Dallas goes right back on the power play. But that was the turning point in the game. Blues make that kill. They grab momentum in the game. They, of course, draw a penalty shortly after. The power play does what the power play is supposed to do. What does it do? It gives you life. You have to figure out a way to give life. If that power play doesn't counter right there, yep. curve, if Brandon Side does not score in the power play and still a 2-0 game, who knows how this ends? 
that's what the Blues have been missing. That, according to Kevin Hayes a few days ago when we were talking, if they correct the power play, the power play in alone, they're going to give themselves a fighting chance here. The power play was a difference maker in the game. The penalty kill was a difference maker in the game. But that power play goal by Saad gets you within one. And then the five-on-five play continue to carry over. The Blues get the next two. They actually go ahead three to two. The game does go into overtime before Colton Pareko seals it off right there for the two points. But my biggest takeaway was this was a team all year that struggled from behind. They couldn't find the resilience. They couldn't find that comeback nature in them to really grab a game after being down. But they did here tonight, not only down by one, but down by two. A terrific performance, five on five. Special teams were great, and a goaltending, of course, on top of the game as well. Big difference in the game, the special teams battle, going three for three on the penalty kill and getting the job done there, but then also the one power play goal, as Joe mentioned, a big part of this game. All right, another huge storyline of the game is a heck of a response game from Jordan Cairo after the bit of the drama and the misunderstanding. One, the fans gave him the support he needed. You saw the signs along the board. But, I mean, life is a way of just sorting itself out, doesn't it? Yeah. A, a three-point game after that scenario. And it wasn't a fluff name of the number one star. He earned it. Yeah, he did. And it's amazing what 48 hours can do. 48 hours ago, Jordan Cairo was answering questions in this building, tearing up after a game where he got booed by this fan base for the comments that he made. Of course, those were the comments after the game. He righted what happened. He explained himself. He put a little bit more context behind things. And then, of course, the St. Louis Blues fan base, which are they're so good at this. They're so educated. Recognize it. Appreciate the fact that a young player who made a mistake. Two days pass. We show up at the game here tonight. First touch on the puck. He gets cheers. That just gave him, I think, a lot of confidence curves. And he continued to just go. He got the equalizer there in the second period on a great breakaway goal. Three points, like you mentioned. And he's sitting on the bench doing the post-game interview with smiles. Again, 48 hours ago, tearing up in the locker room, having to explain himself. Yeah. Then 48 hours later, he's smiling, being the number one star on the bench. And like you said, it was earned. He was the best player on the ice. For uh, the last couple of seasons at times when you and I have been asked questions on the different radio shows and stuff we do, it's like we were incessantly asked about number 55, Colton Pareko. And we just kept saying, guys, this guy is a hell of a good hockey player. When Doug Armstrong was talking about the coaching change a couple days in his press conference, he brought up to everybody that this guy would have been an Olympian if the, if the NHL players had gone to the Olympics. And he thinks he's playing back at that level right now. Well, he gets the game-winning goal, finishes the game with a total of 24 minutes and 41 seconds to lead the team in ice time on that front. Five shot attempts, two hits, two takeaways, and two block shots, yeah. including the game-winning goal for Colton Pareko, yeah. who, you know, again, now in his in his ninth season in the National Hockey League is showing just how dominant he can be. Well, listen, that overtime goal, that was not an empty netter. I mean, it was an empty netter, Curbs, but – he was right on the goal line. I mean, that was under pressure. Kairou takes it to the net. Both defenders go to Kairou. Wedgwood, of course, slides over. The puck's sitting basically on the goal line, and now he's going to get pressure from the backside of him. I mean, the patience and, and the, the prowess it took to patiently grab that puck, drag it up, and not only drag it, pull it to him, and then lift it under the bar, which he needed to do because Wedgwood's uh, pad was down. It took a lot of poise in that in that pressure situation. You know, pressure makes diamonds, as we know, and he certainly felt the pressure on that play and what a diamond it was. A game winner, super pumped up, and 
you start him out there for the defensive responsibilities, but how about that? Colton Pareko, who has scored some big overtime goals throughout his career, uh, gets another one here tonight. And lastly, you guys, uh, you spent some time in the pregame show talking about Jordan Bennington, and Steve Ott mentioned him in our postgame interview with Steve as well. A heck of a game for Jordan Bennington, and the one aspect about him, Joe, that just continues to jump off the page is he can give up a couple of goals, but he's just a battler, and he fights to keep his team in there. Three goals go in, doesn't matter. Keeping his team in it the whole way through, made some more big saves to make sure the game got to overtime, and and he just finds a way to keep his team in games. Exactly right. I mean, we talked about when you are in a transition, whether it be a, a retool for a season, certainly the Blues are looking at a coaching change. There's a lot of change happening right now. With so much change around you, you have to lean on something that's stable. You, you can't have everything change, right? And then the whole thing combusts, and then you're looking at a very long uh, road ahead. you got to have some things that are stable, some things that are consistent. And right now for this Blues team, it's it's that goaltender. He is on top of things. He is so poised. I had a wonderful 10-minute conversation with him earlier this week where you just feel like he is just in that zone, and, and he's exactly where he needs to be right now. And uh, he doesn't even mind where they're at in the standings. He's like, I'm going to keep doing my job. If the team's struggling, I'll be there for him. I'll keep bailing him out as best as I can. Uh, faced a lot of rubber here tonight, but it was in that first period. Right after that second goal went in, uh, the power play for Dallas was a no-fer. And then 5-on-5, five five, he made a couple backdoor big saves with a 2 nothing game to keep it within two. Don't let it get to three, especially against a, a good team like this. And Jordan Bennington, of course, goes the distance. Doesn't need to make a save in overtime. The team does the rest for him. There's a lot of games where I think Jordan Bennington bailed this team out. I actually think it's the opposite here tonight. I think this team was really good. Top yep. to bottom, four lines, three pairs of defensemen, all very good in front of him. Made it a bit of an easier night for him, and he needed that. He needed a night where the team played really well in front of him, uh, and they earned two points here, all of them. You know what? And, you know, he's always had some great quotes, and I still like what he said the other day where he said, it's a privilege to play in the National Hockey League, and if you don't want to be here, get out. I mean, he's a competitor, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. a competitor. What well, do you have your Bud Light three stars of the game and your work boots? Number three here tonight, Kevin Hayes. We talked to him. Number two, Colton Pareko, game winner. Number one, we mentioned him as well. Jordan Cairo, great night. I'm uh, really happy for the young man. Work boots, I'm going to go with Robert Thomas. Uh, part of a lot of goals here tonight, uh, obviously propelling Jordan Cairo. Some great passes throughout the night and uh, continues to take another stride here. He was terrific in the Ottawa game, and under Drew Bannister, he has looked very good. So we're going to give the work boots to my guy, Robert Thomas. All right, Joe, thank you very much. Let's check in with Tim Woodburn. He's a veteran hockey broadcaster, play-by-play -play man of 13 years. He has spent 30 years covering major and minor league sports. He weighs in with his thoughts on tonight's curbside reaction. Well, Chris, this was a very entertaining game to watch, and the Blues did a lot of good things. Did a lot of things they have not been doing this year. First of all, they only gave up 26 shots. That's amazing against this Dallas Stars team. Secondly, I've been begging and pleading for the defense to get involved in the scoring, and finally Pareko scores one in overtime. But even the Scandellas and the Lettys of the world, the Tuckers of the world, Perunovic when called on, these guys need to contribute offensively. The forwards can't do it all, and it's nice to see... They get off the schneid tonight with a, a goal by Pareko. Secondly, let's put a final nail in the Jordan Cairo boo coffin, okay? Where were the boo birds tonight when he blew past the Dallas defense and scored a breakaway goal? Where were the boo birds tonight when he had two assists? Nine shots on goal for the guy. My advice to Jordan Cairo, who's half my age, would be the next time you're upset, 
Just don't address the media. I mean, it wasn't like he had an Allen Iverson or a Mike Gundy meltdown. He just had an emotional moment about a third of the way into the season, a little past it, and he's in a little slump. Bust out of it tonight. How many goals does Alex Ovechkin have this year? Do they boo him? No. Bennington, ride him. Keep on riding that winning horse, baby, until it uh, can't be ridden no more. And it was a fun game to watch. I think it's the Blues' first come-from-behind game when trailing after the first period all season, and they did that. Gave up the first two, but unlike the Blues of October and November, they rallied. They booted and rallied, buddy, and uh, they got her done. Coughed up the lead in the third period, didn't get down, played tough, win the game in overtime. It's the way to do it, man, especially in front of the home crowd. It's going on a roll here, right? Reporting for Curbside Reaction, this is Tim Woodburn. Tim, thank you. Well, I've got three takeaways from the game tonight to wrap up the podcast. My third takeaway from the game, well, i got to talk about the fans. I think the St. Louis fans were fantastic tonight. I do believe when they were booing Jordan Cairo in the last game, some of it was earned, and they let their feelings known. That's the right of a fan, and I have no problem with it. But they also understood the situation after Jordan talked to the media following that game two nights ago. And you know what? They responded in kind. Jordan was sincere, and so were the fans. The first touch of the puck, they cheered him. And when Jordan had a big game, what a great ovation he was being interviewed after the game on the TV side as the game's number one star. Kudos to St. Louis fans. And by the way, one other moment in the game. Speaking of St. Louis fans, there was an amazing forecheck by Alexei Toropchenko. He was chasing after the puck with Miro Haskin and having it on his stick. This is one of the best puck-moving defensemen that a year ago had 77 points. He hemmed him below the goal line without getting a hold of the puck, but had to be a good 15 seconds. The effort that he put into that forecheck, just constantly staying in front of him, earned a cheer and a standing ovation from the crowd on that end of the ice. Kudos to St. Louis fans who know their hockey, as Ken Hitchcock said. It's an extremely educated hockey fan base. Man, did they prove it with that ovation on that forecheck by Alexei Torovchenko. All right, my number two takeaway from the game last night. You can't talk about last night's game without the interesting sequence after the Dallas Stars scored their second goal and Drew Bannister decided to challenge goaltender interference. Now, the one thing we know about goaltender interference is the league tends to say it's a good goal if any contact with the goaltender by the opposing player was initiated with contact with the defending player. They've gotten pretty consistent on that. But it was still one of those that was gray enough, fair enough to challenge. But you know that when you challenge and you lose, you end up in the penalty box for a delay of game. So with that at stake, the Blues fell behind 2 to nothing. They lost the challenge. They needed a big penalty kill, or they could have fallen behind 3 to nothing, and it might have been lights out on the game. They got a spectacular penalty kill. Not only did they get a good penalty kill, they didn't allow a shot on goal. And then not only did they not allow a shot on goal, they clearly got momentum off that special team sequence. And for the next period or so, the St. Louis Blues dominated that hockey game. A fantastic sequence of not only the challenge, but the needed penalty kill and getting the momentum off of it was a huge part in the Blues coming from behind in that hockey game. And finally, my number one takeaway from the game, I got to talk about Oscar Sundquist here for just a moment. 11 minutes and 55 seconds of time on ice. He finished the game with four hits, one block shot. Yeah, 44% on faceoffs, but that's actually pretty good. But you know what? Oscar Sundquist was an unrestricted free agent going into this summer. It still blows my mind that some teams on the verge of winning didn't find a way to sign him. 
Yeah, I know he was coming off of injuries. I know teams might have been wondering if he could have been healthy. But in the end, the Blues ended up with a steal. He re-signs with the St. Louis Blues on a one-year contract. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. I hope that sooner than later, and this is just me talking just from watching, I'm not trying to put words in Doug Armstrong's mouth or on the team's hockey side and everything, but Oscar Sundquist, I would love to see him sign to an extension before it gets too late. He wants to be here. The Blues need players that want to wear the blue note. The Blues need players that want to pull that blue note over their chest. As Jordan Bennington said, if you don't want to be here, get out. They need players that want to play for the city of St. Louis, that want to play for the fans of St. Louis, that have the pride of wearing that blue note. And Oscar Sundquist clearly has it. The one thing you know about Oscar Sundquist is when he's comfortable in a city, he plays extremely well. Look at what he brings every single game, game in, game out. He brings hard work, he brings dedication. He's a good locker room guy. He's a good chemistry guy. He's the kind of guy I want young players coming in, being around. Whether it be a Snuggaroo next year, a Dvorsky, whether it be Dean coming up or Bullduke coming up, whether it be still the young guys now like a Jake Neighbors. Oscar Sundquist has that calm, great personality, locker room presence, and hard work ethic that shows young players how to play and be pros in the National Hockey League. That's the kind of player you want on your team. It was a great signing by the St. Louis Blues. And not only from a hockey side standpoint, but frankly, from a fan standpoint, I hope he stays a blue for quite a while. A little Oscar Sundquist love coming your way here on this Curbside Reaction Podcast. Well, the Blues get the victory over the Dallas Stars. They now head out on the road. They've got tough games coming up down in Tampa, followed by Florida. And then two days before Christmas, they return home and try to enact revenge on the Chicago Blackhawks with a Saturday night Blues-Blackhawks game on the 23rd at Enterprise Center. Thanks for tuning in to Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast featuring everything from breakdown, reaction, opinion on the St. Louis Blues game from the night before. I'm Chris Kerber. Have a great start to your week, a great rest of your weekend. and We will come your way after the Tampa game on Wednesday morning. Have a great week, and we will see you at the rink.